morning. Happy Mother's Day to the mums and also I find as a mum it's sometimes really hard about Mother's Day because I know that there's people that have hurt in Mother's Day too there's in their lives so I can I, my, my, my feeling today is I feel for you I feel and I just want to know that we love you in that area some people might have not a good relationship with their mother don't eat my chocolates not a good relationship with her mother or so my heart goes out to you today or you may have lost a child or something like that but so I just want to say I love you and I'm praying for you and and I know that it's a journey so that's what I want to share about that today so um it was quite funny I um wrote this on Thursday um I was supposed to go in the office but I decided I'll stay home so I wrote it Thursday and then with the last couple of days, it really fits into what I'm about to share with you today. So for me right now, my house still smells of dead fish and it smells awful and I hate the smell of fish in any t time, but um, it's okay. I still have a roof. I still have power. Some people don't even have power yet. So I believe God's faithfulness in that was awesome because... It could have been a lot worse and some other people have got it worse than me and Adrian and the school and the church. So just I thought that was interesting. Anyway, I like to tell um, about my, my life. Sometimes I like to share the fun, funny things that happen in my life and also the hard things. So today I want to talk to you about God's faithfulness, which I thought was quite funny after Friday. So um, I was pregnant with Adam um, I don't have Adam here today, he's overseas having a great time. But I do have my boys here, so I've got Nathan and Daniel and Becky here. Well, Becky's not a boy, but she's part of my family now. Oh, and Justin, Justin thinking I'm going to forget him. <laughs> That's because Adam's not here and usually I forget Adam, so. <laughs> um, so I was pregnant, I was, no, I just had Adam. Adrian had decided to break his foot when I was really close to being pregnant with uh, with Adam anyway so I needed to go to the shops and Adrian wasn't that helpful because he had broken broken his foot so we went to Knox City and in the end because Nathan wouldn't stop crying all the time Nathan hopped on Adrian's lap because Adrian was in a wheelchair um, so we thought that would be easy to get around Knox City so we did that and um, it was all going nicely and then we decided that we would go down the, elev the elevator, is that? Travelator. Sorry, get all those things mixed up. Travelator. So, and because Adrian was in a wheelchair, we were fine, you know, had a break, all that sort of stuff. So I was behind him with the pram. Um, Adam would have been like a week old. Anyway, so, and, and Nathan was on Adrian's lap. And then all of a sudden he got onto this um, Travelator, but instead of it, um, putting the brake on, Adrian had put the brake on, but it wasn't a very good brake. So all of a sudden, Adrian was flying down with a broken leg with Nathan on his lap, and he was gonna just about hit all these other people, but he slammed his broken foot down on the ground to stop because he knew he was gonna collide into all these other people. He did collide, he collided into a side of the, just the bottom end of the, where you get off, but unfortunately, he couldn't get off. So then I was coming along, and with my pram, 
and there was starting to have this big catastrophe. Anyway, grace of God, Agent worked out how to sort that out. What? You forget my words? Oh. Um, Agent was, we, were, we were fine, but what happens, I know, when a storm comes, you can't just stop, you know, you can't stop. And sometimes we do that. Sometimes all of a sudden we have something in our lives come and we stop and we can't face it anymore and we, we walk away from God. But that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to step forward and keep going. But unfortunately in life people get like um, so overwhelmed with what's actually going on in their lives that they forget about God and they forget about depending on him because they're just seeing all the natural stuff. And like, that's like a storm, is it? And I, it's, it's horrible. But because you're in the storm, you realise you'd actually forgotten about God. Uh, we'll go to my next story. <laughs> um, so, I'm just, so I'm just building something here for you guys. So Adrian and I went to America. You guys all sent us to America, which was fantastic. We had a great time ministering to churches. But on the way there, um, we had plane delays and issues with planes, but we did get there. So for some reason, we were in Houston. I don't think we were supposed to be in Houston. I think we are supposed to be in LA. Anyway, we're going through the um, customs. Yeah, customs. And I'm a very disorganised person, and I forget things and I lose things. So most of the time, I rely on Adrian. So um, we'd gone through the thing that, you know do that thing to see if I had any guns on me or anything like that, which I didn't, thank goodness. Anyway. <laughs> so then all of a sudden, um, I just handed my passport to Adrian, but then all of a sudden Adrian went that way because he was told to go that way, but I was told to go this way. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is weird. I was all fine for, a st- for starters. I was like, this is cool, this is cool. Um, and then all of a sudden I was lining up and there was this like policeman, scary man, and then all of a sudden, everyone was handing in their passports. So I get there, and they're like, where's your passport? Um, I don't have one. What do you mean you don't have one? My husband's got it. You do realise you have to hold, carry your passport all the time, don't you? I'm like, yes, yes I do. Why haven't you? Because I lose things, or something like that, I can't remember what I said. By then I was starting to panic and my thought patterns were starting to think, border security, oh my goodness, I'm going to be taken away because I don't have my passport. All these things, I I watched too much border security things, so that was freaking me out. Anyway, he goes to me, oh he calls the lady over and says, go and find her husband. And by then I'm like, why has Adrian not come back and helped me here? I'm getting really annoyed. I'm thinking horrible thoughts about him right then. And I'm really angry because he has not come back. He knows I'm in trouble here and he's just left me in the middle of nowhere. And I'm thinking the most meanest thoughts. Well, not really, but I was stressed out. So I get there and he goes to me, the, the policeman, where are you going? Um, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I don't take note of those sorts of things. I'm like, uh, Mississippi, I think, or something like that, or New Orleans. So you're going to Mississippi or you're going to New Orleans? And I'm like, uh, I'm going to Mississippi. What are you doing in Mississippi? Uh, I'm thinking, what am I doing? I'm going on a cruise. Ah, oh, right, okay. 
you do realise you really need to carry your passport, don't you? I'm like, yes, yes. By then, all of a sudden, Adrian still hadn't come back. The lady hadn't come back. And I started to actually realise, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to rely on God, not my husband. So I started praying, thinking, this is the end of me. There's a doorway and I'm going. But all of a sudden, I had to rely on God. And, and all of a sudden, the lady comes back and brings me my passport. And then I was able to go. And as soon as I went out there, I was about to lose it at Adrian and say, what? But he had a red line saying, do not cross. So I had to forgive and repent and stuff like that and realise that I was relying on Adrian, but I should have relied on God in that too. So that's my funny thing there, just to entertain you all (laughs) about relying on God. So I'm going to be a bit spocky here, Barbara Ann. So... um, in, in uh, Lamentations, I usually call it Lamentations, but Lamentations, chapter 3, we see that uh, Jeremiah is talking about his grief and his loss. And things are so bad, like really bad at the moment. But in verse 21, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithless love of God never, ever ends. His mercies never increase. How awesome is that? Even though we stuff up, he still loves us. He's always there for us. Um, just getting a bit dry. So when a storm comes, there's something happening in your life and it's so consuming, do you run from God? Well, I did. It wasn't a good thing because I ended up in a real big mess. And most of you probably have heard that I was addicted to steel knocks. Um, And it ruined my life for five years. It took me five years to get out of that. And the first five years, I wouldn't even talk to anyone about it. And now I'm very happy to talk about it because I know what I've gone through has been hard, but I've come out of it and Victoria and I can share my testimony to other people. And now I don't want to say how also I am, I don't want a big note, but I do want to share a testimony. I went to America. Um, they said, can you preach? Not knowing what the church was life, like, can you preach women, a women's service? Like, yeah. And I thought, well, I'll share my testimony. So I got there. I started sharing my testimony um, about my addiction to steel knocks and how, what happened and how I was in a rehab for five weeks and how I lost, literally lost my boys, my family, lost every, just about lost everything, but God came in and set me free because I learned to get through that. And what happened was is there was a girl that I, sometimes prophetic word, I went to her and I said to her, I don't know who she was, her name's Amanda now, I said to her, you've got some choices to make. And she nodded. That's all she did. The next morning, she comes at church, Adrian was preaching, she comes up and says, I just want to let you know that I'm going to teen challenge. Teen challenge, I'm leaving in a week because I'm addicted to drugs and cocaine and all that sort of stuff. So for my journey that I went through, which was horrible, I impacted someone and she went to Teen Challenge. She got set free. Now she's just come back like two weeks ago. She's a mum again. She's clean and she's rejoicing. So when you go through storms, if you can walk through them, and yes, it takes a long time, but if you keep your eyes on Jesus, you will get there. 
and you'll be able to speak into people's lives like I was able to with Amanda. And I'm, we talk at the moment and I said to her, if you get through this, I'll bring you to Tassie. And I was like, oh no, she did get through it. She got through it. So I've got to get her to Tassie. But at this moment, we have talked and she wants to be with her children. But I believe Amanda's going to come and um, she's going to minister here. Um, and that would be exciting. I did give her one of my Pandora beads, uh, bracelets. I gave it to her, really felt the Lord say, he'd give it to her. So she'd written to me and said, that bracelet helped me get through my journey of getting set free from drugs, which was exciting. Okay, now I've lost my notes altogether. Thank you. <laughs> um, so also, like David in the Bible, he always stuffed up. He always, the word, always mucked up. Always mucked up, but he would always run to God. Always run to him instead of running away from him. So guys, if you have a storm in your life right now, what's your choice? You can run from God or you can get, go to God. And yes, I understand going to God is hard and pressing in. When I couldn't sleep, it would drive me crazy. Oh, well, if you can't sleep, just pray. You try playing at four o'clock in the morning that you haven't slept for 72 hours. It's not fun. Um, at the moment, I still are on sleeping pills. They're not addictive. And I believe God and I trust God and I pray all the time that he will set me free, that I can actually sleep naturally. At this moment, that does not happen, but I still believe that it will happen. I'll be set free from that to be able to sleep naturally. Like, to go on, for me, to go and have an afternoon nap, that wouldn't happen. If I wanted to have an afternoon nap, I'd have to take a pill. So it's just something that... I'm, I have in my body, I don't know why, but I'm believing and trusting God that he's faithful and I'll be set free from that and I'll be able to sleep naturally one day. Amen to that. <laughs> um, Adrian McKinney last week was awesome, wasn't he? How awesome was he? Um, he? He shared about how David often complained, but yet he trusted God. I'd like to read with you... Um, to you, Psalm 23. I just thought, hang on. Um, I'd like to read this to you, which is for me is a bit of a challenge, but I have rehearsed it lots. Um, I, some of people would not know, but I struggle with reading. But um, the reason I'm going to read this is because I th- feel that this is what David was saying and how beautiful it was. And I want, you to sh- I want to share this with you because if there are hard times, this is something that we can read. So just bear me. It is from the Passion Translation. Um, the reason I want to wear, wear it, read it to you, I think it's so beautifully said. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. He trucks, takes me to the oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and renews my life. He opens before my paths of goodness, pleasure, and leads me alone in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honour to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will not conquer me. For you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it. 
all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I am never being lonely for you are near. You become so delightless, delicious feast when, when my enemies dare to fight. Your anointment, your anoint, anointing me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursues me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll remember, remind, return, sorry, I will return to my glorious presence to be forever with you. I just think that was beautiful, and especially the last bit here, that I'll, I'll return to my goodness and presence, be with you forever. I thought that was beautiful. I know that things are hard, but he's going to be there for me. Um, so for me now, when a storm comes, something bad happens, Firstly, I run around like a headless chook, freaking out, and I'm sure some of us do that. Um, um, but then I realise now I've got to breathe, I've got to think, and I've got to pray. And that's very, I know some people like, ah, because we all like run around going, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, but then all of a sudden, hang on, let's breathe, relax, and pray, and trust God in it. I've got a couple of friends that have, their life has been so hard lately. I don't know how they get through it. But I have to just, the only thing I can do for them, I can help them practically, but I also can pray for them. And sometimes your friends are struggling and they can't even do it themselves. That's when we need to stand in the gap. And that's what I, I do with my friends. And I pray for them. I seek, seek the Lord for them because they're weary. So if you know someone that's struggling and they can't pray, and that's okay because they're so exhausted, stand in the gap for them. I have a, a special friend of mine, sorry, has really struggled. I set my alarm at 7.30 every night and it either vibrates or prays or beep beep and I pray for my friend to remind me not to forget her because I know her journey is so hard right now. So as a mother, I might cry, <laughs> um, I'm going through a different journey right now. Like I had my kids at home and it was tiring and busy, but it was fun sometimes. And then they grew up to teen teenagers, which sometimes I enjoyed, sometimes I didn't. And now they're going into, some of them are into young adults now. Um, Daniel's moved out of home. And for me, that was very weird. <laughs> he's, he's rejoicing here. For me, that was really, really just totally different. And how hard it was to, to let him go because um, he was always there. And like first, the first couple of months, I used to text him every five seconds and he'd never answer, which is fair enough because I was driving him crazy. So I've learned to back off from that now, I think. No? Okay. <laughs> Um, so I look at that and I remember uh, when I was 29 years old, Adrian and I jumped on a boat and moved to Tasmania and I left my parents. My parents. Now I think, oh my goodness, that would have been so hard for them because I'm struggling and Daniel just lives down the road. 
So these are things I want to share is to realise, because I said I went to D, I don't know if she's in here, but I went to D the other day, I can't believe how, we, how horrible it is having to let go of your children. And she said, yep, Emma and Claire jumped on a plane and went to London for five years. So as a mum, if you guys are going through these things, um, I want to share that, that it's really hard. It's hard for me. Um, now I've got, um, I've gained a daughter-in-law to be, and she's beautiful, but now Nathan's about to walk out and get married. We're getting married in a couple of months, which is exciting, but again, it's different. And I'm like, God, what's going on? I don't, I don't like this change. I don't like it. I hate it. I, my heart aches, but I also love it because they're growing and they're being mighty men of God, and I'm so blessed about that, but I don't like it. I hate it. But I have to let it go, and I have to walk through this journey because this is what it's about. I want my kids to be with me always, but I can't because they need to grow up and leave it, and that's what God wants them to do. But I really, really don't like it right now. And I'm, it's struggling because it's change, and when change comes, it's so hard. But I have to just be faithful and trust God in that. And, oh, sorry. Change is good sometimes, but at the moment I don't like this change at all. So sometimes we come into seasons and there's autumn and that's when the, the leaves are falling down and things are changing. Then we come into winter. So that's the time in our journey. It's a hard journey. But that's when life is really hard. We, we need to deep go deep in the in the winter because everything's dark but if we go deep in the the work of God you know in the winter and we spend time with him and we we hang out with him and we let him do what God wants us to do we will come out and it'll be spring spring is a beautiful time a beautiful time with blossomness and I know what I'm going through now is hard but I'm excited too because God is bringing new things into my life. I'm gonna, I've got a daughter-in-law to be. I have a wedding to go to soon. One day I hope I have grandchildren. I hope they're girls. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> and I can't wait that I'm going to be a grandma and I'm going to bounce my little kids on my knees and it's just going to be another journey. But at the moment, this journey's been hard, but I've just got to trust God in that. Stop laughing. So I suppose Adrian, and Adrian always says to me, you need to declare the word, declare the word, declare the word. And I look at the natural and I don't get it. How am I declaring the word? Because I'm not seeing anything happening. He's like, you declare the word, declare it. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> but it's actually true what my husband says. He goes, believe, believe that you're healed. Believe you're in that journey. Believe, believe, believe. But I'm like, 
I'm believing, but nothing's happening. But I suppose something that he explained to me this morning, because we we're still having this argument about it, he's like, well, there's a hill, like a, a hill that you can't see. Or there's, and you, you chip away at it as you speak positive and you speak life into it. I believe that I'm going to be healed by, of sleeping tabs. I believe I'm faithful in what God's got for me. I believe, I believe, I believe it. I speak life to that. Like with Ned, I speak life. He is healed. May not look like in the natural, but in the spiritual that he is healed. And that's what, as a church... We need to believe the believe, believe and speak life into our church, our families, our growth. Children that are unsaved, speak life to them in Jesus' name. But that, like for me, this is an analogy that I always think about. Is like if you have a child that's walked away from God, he has been a part of God before. I always believe that he's given their heart to the Lord, but they're hooked already. So God's got them and they can go as far as they like, but one day God's going to reel them in and reel them in. So you need to speak life into that and believe that in Jesus' name. Um, okay. Oops. Um, so, so for me, for the journey that I went through, God is not an option. God is a, God, not being with God is not an option. For me, it's with God. Even though sometimes life is hard, really hard, God is an option and you need to speak that and be there. God is the one that you need to follow. Um. Okay. Um. So I just, what I want you to take away from this today and what I'm sharing about is I want you to take this away believing that God can do anything. If you speak it, declare it, he can do everything. And I suppose, like I've said, I want to show God's faithfulness. And as you walk away today, I want you to realise, speak life into your situations and know that God is faithful. But also, if you come across a storm, please, please, you might need to run around like a headless chicken for a bit, but I just encourage you, encourage you, to walk the journey with God because he's here and he wants to help you in this area of your life. Um, oh, um, honey, <laughs> I think I'll hand over. Well, thank you for listening to me. I hope that um, um, I have said some stuff that will help you. And if you need, I, I really feel the Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, just form on these people right now. Guys, just, just close your eyes. Holy Spirit, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you do in our lives. And Father, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit is touching every one person in this, light, in this church. I pray you're stirring their hearts and trusting them in Jesus' name. You're holding them tight, Father. And Father, I just pray right now your presence will be with them in Jesus' name. I pray that your anointing will be with them as, as they walk out of this place. They'll know that you are so faithful. 
so faithful and they'll trust in you more and more. And if at this moment, if they're going through a storm, I pray that they can spend their time with the Lord, trusting Him. We just thank you for that. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Just as Robin was sharing that, I just want to read from Exodus chapter 17. Now Ammonite came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron and Hur went up on top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. When he let his hand down, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And uh, as Robin was preaching, I, I, was, I was thinking of this verse, and I was thinking of something else that I saw on Facebook this morning. Um, just a, a, it was just a simple picture that said, Thinking of you. Uh, mothers that have lost their children, those who have lost mothers, those with strained mother relationships, mothers with strained child relationships, those who have chosen not to be mothers, and those yearning to be mothers. And I think uh, it doesn't matter who we are, we still need to be able to trust God, we still need to lean into God. And, and I just felt just uh, almost a burden to pray for those women who say, hey, I'm in a place where I actually really need to trust God on this Mother's Day. And uh, so I'd like you, actually, if that's you, to stand up. And I know it's a, it's a bold thing, but if you're in a place where you're saying, hey, I actually really need help this time, to stand up and we're going to pray for you as a church. I want people around, around these people, just gather around them. This is the church in action, not just me praying, but all of us. And uh, I was thinking, even with all the storms, I wrote something on Facebook yesterday that community, the word for community means more than common unity it means common ownership and when we see people struggling as a church we should be saying this is my family this is my church this is my responsibility and I'm going to take ownership of this and I'm going to step in and help where I can that's what community is so I want you to have a look around you might see people crying who who can't stand or who, who say well actually I'm already trusting God well we're still going to pray for you and so, Lord, we just declare your life. We thank you, Lord, that there are, uh, in our humanity, there are times that we still struggle. There are times that we have to lean on you. There are times that we have to depend on you. And even in those times, it can still be really, really hard. But, Father, we decide, we, we choose, we declare that we are going to press into you. Father, we pray for every lady standing here this morning, every mother, every woman who is standing here saying, I need some people to gather behind me. Lord, in the same way that Aaron and her did, Father, we stand with them this morning. We pray for them this morning. We uphold them before you, Lord, and we just declare your faithfulness over their lives. We pray for wisdom. We pray for authority. We pray for healing. We pray for breakthrough within their own spirit. Father, we pray for peace upon them. Lord, we declare that you are a faithful God, and we continue to lean on you. We continue to trust you, even when, when all we can see is a wall before us. We continue to declare your word. We continue to trust you, knowing that you're bigger than the wall, knowing that that wall will come down, even though in the natural it's hard to see. 
Father, we choose to press in. As Robin's preached this word, just a reminder over and over that we need to lean on you, that we need to, to trust you, that we need to press into you, Father. We stand as a church and together we press in. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for peace. We thank you for healing. We thank you for restoration. Lord, we even declare restoration this morning. And Lord, again, we acknowledge you as our God. We acknowledge you as the one who breaks down the walls. We acknowledge you as the one who who wins the battles. Lord, we just continue to declare your faithfulness. And we honour you and bless you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.